Hi everyone, Jacqueline Foster here. Welcome back to the Paralegal Mastery Lounge podcast. I'm very excited that I am recording this little intro today because I want to tell you to listen to this entire episode. If you're a freelance paralegal or an aspiring freelance paralegal, whether that's you want to be a full-time freelance paralegal, a part-time, a project-based, whatever that may be, I'm finally informally announcing and telling you what I have brewing for you. And no, it's not a course. It's not um, anything you have to put money towards. It's a door opening for paralegals across the country for lucrative freelancing opportunities in their career. So listen to the whole episode. Or I guess if you really don't want to, maybe you're already full-time freelancing and you're like, Jacqueline, this is totally irrelevant to me because this episode's all about transitioning inch by inch into freelancing from full-time employment. So if that's not you, just fast forward, get to the end of it and hear my little mini announcement. You might have already heard it because a lot of my listeners are my subscribers, are in my database, so you've already kind of gotten the the exciting news um, and the exciting stuff. But yeah, so listen to the whole thing. I'm so excited. I uh, Again, it's a very informal announcement. I am not a launch expert. I just like to go for it and let you guys know what's going on as things are developing and getting more solidified. So as always, thank you for being a listener of this podcast. If you do feel so compelled, please, please, please leave us a rating. It helps the podcast grow. It helps to get into more ears of paralegals aspiring to build their careers into financial lucrativeness, financial success, and changing their lives um, as a result. So please leave us a rating if you feel compelled. And as always, reach out to me directly at my connection information in the show notes to suggest a future topic for a future episode. Love getting suggestions. Thank you so very much. All right. So today I want to talk about transitioning to freelance paralegal work while keeping your full-time job. I get this question so often where paralegals are very much interested in freelancing, but they don't have that, you know, only going up from here mentality with it because they're maintaining a full-time job, their family, their, or themselves are very much reliant on this full-time income that they're bringing in. And it gets to be a, how would I even possibly transition into freelancing full-time type of game? And it's definitely possible. It's definitely possible. I know when I started freelancing, that was not my situation. I was staying at home with my child. Um, I obviously needed to make some form of income, but we were at basically zero. So anything I added was up from there. So I definitely can recognize and um, respect that freelancing, while it might sound very lucrative for paralegals, just don't quite know how to get started while still maintaining their full-time position. So that's what I want to talk about today, how to do that, um, because I've helped. I've helped several freelance paralegals that are now currently freelancing full-time. I've helped them transition out of full-time employment and chase after that dream of, of maintaining their own schedule, setting their own boundaries, setting their own rates, those types of things. So I've watched it happen time over time. It can be done. So let's just start dissecting it. Now, to preface this, 
when you're going to take on freelance work or you want to get into freelancing, maybe you just want to freelance part-time. Maybe you do want to have it replace full-time income. You honestly probably don't even know yet what you want until we start really getting into freelancing and seeing what that side of the, of the fence is going to look like. Is the grass really green over there? I could tell you it definitely is if it's done right. Um, so we're going to be looking at inching our way there. Okay. We want to inch our way there little by little by little. That is going to be the most sustainable approach to transitioning from full-time employee to full-time freelancer or part-time freelancer, whatever it is that you are hoping to accomplish and achieve. So we cannot start even considering freelancing until we start generating clients. But I always get asked, Jacqueline, how do you generate clients if you can't commit to them to the capacity that they may need? It's all about how you advertise your services. So in the beginning of your freelancing, I want you to really focus on if you're looking at adjusting out of that, you have that full-time job and you only have evenings and weekends, maybe you have one day a week off, a couple hours here and there throughout the week. I want you to focus on packaging your services in a way that can be accomplished outside of working hours. So you're really not going to want to advertise yourself as an employee replacement for a law firm or somebody that can, you know, attend team meetings and be in the cases and manage the docket and be there like as needed every single day of the week um, or, you know, on a certain schedule during business hours. We want to avoid advertising our services around working with the law firm clients. We want to avoid even insinuating that we can contact courthouses, third parties, insurance adjusters, all these different opposing counsel. We want to make sure that we're not offering our services as such because it's going to be impossible to maintain something like that while you are working a full-time job that is honestly taking up all of your time during business hours. So you are now the weekend and night warrior. Now, don't let that freak you out. Obviously, you probably already know this um, being that you have a full-time job and you want to start freelancing, you know that you're going to have to be working above 40 hours a week to sort of get there. But the best thing I can give you for hope and encouragement is that it shouldn't last that long where you're feeling like you're working and spinning your wheels. You don't have to take on 20 hours of work um, right off the bat to feel uh, like you know, you're actually making progress in your freelancing career. Just start building clientele, start building that good name, start making it known to your community, your network, your people in your network on the online space that you're freelancing. Um, now, disclaimer here, I don't want to get anybody fired. Make sure you're having honest conversations with your law firm, whether or not anything in your employment agreement is prohibiting you from freelancing. Um, I've found that most attorneys and the paralegals I work with do not mind their paralegals freelancing after hours and on weekends, as long as it doesn't interfere with their daily work and as long as conflict checking um, and those types of things are being very well protected. They're understanding you're not taking templates out of their law firm. Those types of things are protected intellectual property. Um, we want to make sure that we're keeping a very professional relationship still with our employer about it. A lot of my paralegals have expressed to their employers that they're wanting to start freelancing to build up an emergency savings. Um, maybe your boss in that conversation will honestly say, well, why don't I just give you a raise? That would be great, right? Um, but if you still want to do that freelancing, figure out how to have the conversation with your manager, or your boss on why you're doing it and what your hopes are from it. 
Um, you know, another conversation, I want to start building up experience in another practice area, or I want to take on different types of projects and enhance my skills, or I want to, I, we, you know, we're trying to pay off debt. We're trying to save for a vacation. We're trying to put funds in a savings for our kids' college someday. We're trying to buy a new vehicle, whatever it is, you can talk with them about it. Obviously your personal life is your personal life, but the more you could humanize the concept of you freelancing, I think the better it is perceived by the attorney, by your manager, that that is what you're doing. So I wanted to kind of hop off of the conversation and touch on that quickly. Um, and of course, making sure that your current agreement with your law firm does not prohibit you from working with other law firms. Um, even, you know, it might be a local issue. You definitely don't have to stay local with your freelancing. You can find clients uh, across the state, across the country. I, I guarantee you, your skills are transferable state to state. In fact, I, in my freelancing business, I have never worked for a Minnesota or a Wisconsin attorney. Like I have never worked in my two states of jurisdictional knowledge. I've um, worked in Texas, California, New York, um, Georgia, Florida, when I was doing the freelance work as a paralegal, I've worked in pretty much 50 of the states to some capacity, not all 50, but except for my hometown. So it will be transferable. It's all about how you position your services and how you position your expertise. So again, let's go back to advertising the services now that we've touched on that. You can certainly, certainly advertise yourself as project-based, as I can work on X projects. I can prepare an accounting for you. I require a one week turnaround time. I can draft a demand letter for you. If you give me all the necessary uh, documents, I need to draft that. Obviously, you're not going to be going and chasing down medical records after hours and on the weekend. Again, we have to be really realistic about what you can do in the weekend and nighttime warrior type capacity, um, drafting estate plans, uh, drafting family law, divorce petition packages, those settlement agreements, those types of things that just require you to have the information in front of you and you can go ahead and draft it and submit it by the agreed upon deadline. Now, make sure if you're really serious about this, don't do this unless you're absolutely certain you want to build a solid reputation. You want to meet those deadlines or uh, be ahead of the deadlines even would be even better uh, under promise over deliver type of concept because this strategy here is only going to work if you really commit to what you're doing, you cannot have half your foot in the door, um, half your body in the door, and then disappoint a bunch of your clients because then you will never really get a chance to see where you can take your freelancing career. So let's really make sure that we are being open, honest, and realistic with our time. So start taking on those projects. Uh, maybe you want to do legal research in the evenings, uh, offering legal research packages. And it's just about how you start to advertise yourself and how you start to promote your services and how you're marketing. So that is the only way, really, you're not going to be wanting to look for attorneys that say need five hours of just as needed support. I might ask you to call a courthouse on Wednesday of this week. I might ask you to attend a quick team meeting on Thursday of this week if you're available. Those situations are not going to work during this transition period. But as you start to get your clientele built up and you start building good relationships and you want to start doing ongoing retainer type work for your clients, that's when you're going to start to build that exit strategy. So you start to build up your clientele 
uh, you have a couple of clients maybe at the time that are constantly giving you project-based work and you ask them, would you be willing to put me on a retainer for X amount of time per week? That's going to be your ticket to sustainable transitioning to a little bit more predictable transitioning when you start putting your clients on, on monthly retainers. And when I say retainers, I like to also refer to them as minimum packages. So you might require your attorney to say, engage in a 20 hour per month minimum package, a 10 hour per month minimum package, even a five hour per month minimum package. You want to have some sort of um, predictability in your transition from full-time to freelancing. And that's how you're going to start creating that. So once you start building that clientele, once people start getting to know you, they're going to say, yeah, you know, we're working great together. I would like to do that. And you can be very honest with your client. I'm trying to transition into more permanent freelancing. Would this be something you'd be open to? Do you feel you have enough work to give me consistency um, in like a use them or lose them type capacity and just keeping me on? Now, as you're building those minimum packaged clients, you say you have two minimum packaged clients at five hours per week. Okay, that's 10 hours per week. Um, the staffing world is absolutely insane. It's insane across the country. Right now, attorneys are having a hard time keeping their paralegals. Now would be the good time to have an open conversation with your firm and say, you know, I I would like to cut back to four days a week, right? Or three full days and two half days a week, you know, so you can start dedicating and dispersing those extra minimum contract hours to your clients during business hours, if they so require. Plus, so you're not burning yourself out by working 40 hour weeks and then, you know, 10 hours, 20 hours on evening and weekends. So you just have to hustle. And I hate using that word, but you got to hustle for a little while, but you're doing something every day that your future self is going to thank you for in doing that. So it might be a little hectic, you might even want to consider, and I feel like this might be a, a conversation that could go down a rabbit hole, and so I'll be careful not to do that. You could also consider partnering up with another paralegal um, that is maybe full-time freelancing at the current moment, and you delegate some work down to them to help you, and you pay them you know, maybe half of your hourly rate, and you keep the other half. Um, that's sort of how I started my agency is I, you know, I was getting so many clients, I didn't have the time to fulfill all the contracts. So I started hiring subcontractors to come support me with these clients. So that is another option too. Um, maybe not right in the beginning, you want to make sure you have strong quality control, and you start to get that feeling for how what law firms are expecting from you in a freelance capacity, before you bring in another person that you're essentially going to have to manage. So I don't want to get down that rabbit hole just yet in this uh, topic and this episode, but that is definitely something you could consider going down the road. So what we were talking about here is how you're going to start building up that those those minimum contract type attorneys. And you might still be supplementing that with project-based work. And, and you'll start to see then at this point, when you start getting those retainer and those ongoing clients, now you're going to start seeing referrals. So you want to make sure you always have that scheduling, that availability perception open to the general public or open to your potential leads out there, um, other clients, other attorneys, because here's why, because that's going to be my next, my next conversation. Never shut off your marketing. You want to con maintain constant marketing strategy, LinkedIn, connecting, networking, so that you're at least filling your calendar with one to two potential leads per month. Um, even if you're full up, even if you say do this, this inch by inch strategy and you're like, I did 40 hours a week freelancing. I was able to quit my full-time job. I feel really secure here. Um, this is great. 
but I want you to also feel security in freelancing. So keep your schedule open. Keep that at least a couple days a week where potential clients can schedule with you to learn about your services. You might not be available at the given moment that they schedule. You might let them know, I do have a waiting list. I'm able to jump into that project or that ongoing uh, for in two months from now or a month from now, you know, how urgent are you hiring? And if they say, you know, I need somebody tomorrow, create strategic partnerships and strategic allies and uh, somebody that you can refer business to, especially if they will give you a commission for that referral. If they give you, you know, say $200 for giving you that referral, you're now creating a separate stream of income for yourself on referrals and affiliate type of, of work. You know, I have a program if you wanted, if you were getting so many clients and you wanted to start referring uh, towards me, that is where we would uh, pay you a commission once the client signs with us. So that way you continue to get those and say next month, one of your clients is like, we just had a really big rough patch. We, you have to cut expenses right now, or it's a slowdown period for us. And we want to cancel the contract for right now. You know, you have future clients coming in to that lead. It might be a sticky month, you know, and always be forecasting and preparing for those sticky months. Um, I do have navigating financial uh, considerations for paralegals. I don't think I was ever able to get it on my podcast. Um, but it, if you go to my LinkedIn, to our Facebook group uh, for uh, Paralegal Mastery Lounge, it's in there somewhere. So talking about starting to forecast and, and get prepared for slowdown months with law firms and sort of disperse your income to stretch over those 12 months versus, you know, really getting excited about a super crazy quarter and then knowing next quarter is going to be very slow. So really, uh, again, not going down rabbit holes like I'm so good at doing, um, focusing specifically on, on your 12 month sort of stretch. And I know that's going to take you some time. It actually took me about three years in business to really truly recognize my trends, my financial trends, um, to recognize that fall is our busiest quarter and January is our slowest just historically. So in the fall, I'm starting to, you know, sort of like, I think about like a bear in hibernation. I'm like storing money to get ready for that, that slowdown period in the beginning of the year to not only keep my business going and keep it growing, but also keep myself and my family um, on a steady income stream. So that's something you're going to want to consider. And again, I'm not trying to go down rabbit holes, but feel that it's necessary to pop that in there as I'm discussing constantly generating new leads is so important. Again, whether you decide you don't want to continue to scale your freelance business, if you just want to stop as you, the paralegal performing the services for the clients, if you end up wanting to bring in subcontractors, then that's great. You don't need to refer clients out. You can you know, keep adding subcontractors, keep building a team behind you or becoming, you know, more of like an agency type where you do the recruiting and the the personnel side of things and the matchmaking uh, for law firms and paralegals uh, that are freelancing. So I hope this gave a little bit of insight into how you can inch, inch, inch your way into freelancing. Now, freelancing as a paralegal absolutely changed my life. Um, I came into the 
ruralness that I live in of Wisconsin with very, very limited opportunity, especially as it relates to legal. Um, there's not, it's actually horrible around here. It's sad. I, I, I wish I, you know, could expedite my way through, through law school just to help contribute to the legal representation crisis here. Um, but there's very limited opportunity for paralegals. And once I started freelancing, it opened my world up. I started working with um, I worked with a Texas Supreme Court candidate uh, that also did appellate uh, work. I worked for um, a big regional firm based out of Chicago. I mean, I had a nationwide reach and starting my own business. I forget that I'm even in Wisconsin. I feel like I'm two fingers away from the entire country, which is just absolutely amazing. Um, and now that you've made it to the end of this, here's another little spoiler we have coming. I am introducing our new development. I have built a, am building a online marketplace slash platform for freelance paralegals to have an easier path to consistent and lucrative freelancing opportunities. Think Upwork, but exclusive for paralegals, legal assistants alike. And that's my little teaser. Now my subscriber list and people in my database were able to get the first um, open door to signing up to be a freelance paralegal provider. I am going to be opening it to the general public very, very soon here, and I will be sharing links eventually. So be sure to subscribe, to follow the, the podcast, follow the YouTube channel, um, get on my mailing list, visit our website, and paralegalmasterylounge.com. There'll be some information in there as well, sort of. Um, I try to keep that just educational as possible, but be sure to get involved with us so that you can be the first to know because I think there are so many more capable, amazing paralegals out there after working in this space for going on six years now in the freelance space. And I was a paralegal prior to that, but six years in this in this online space of freelance paralegal work, whether it was as a freelance paralegal, as an agency owner, as a recruiter, as a law firm consultant, seeing that there's so many more paralegals out there that could change, absolutely change the way paralegals are perceived as a solid professional in the industry. And they're just not able to do this inch by inch strategy like I'm talking about here because it does sometimes. It takes time to market yourself. It takes cur uh, courage to put yourself out there. But it it just uh, this this platform is supposed to kind of pave that way and open that gate to allow paralegals to come in and start inching by inching their way to a lucrative, flexible. Um, life-changing opportunity for themselves of advertising their professional services at a rate that they deserve. And so I'm so very excited about this. It's been, it's been very emotionally draining. I have been working tirelessly and not only uh, in action, but also in mental load that, you know, you take on when you're developing something very new and very unproven. Um, but knowing where I took my company, Dell Trust, by matchmaking paralegals with attorneys over these last four years, almost four years, um, I have full confidence in this platform to truly take off. And we're going to be amongst the top of the top paralegals, freelance paralegals out there. And I hope you become one of them. So make sure to subscribe to uh, our email list, subscribe to this podcast, subscribe to the YouTube channel, go to our, just join everything. And 
stay tuned for future sign-up opportunities to get into this platform when we launch it in the new year. All right, everybody, thank you so much and have great days ahead of you.